Tonight's on the band for Ringside Podcast, two-man pod, no build, no Zach, no problemo. We, myself, and the Murray Man, Murray Man, Murray, are going to fix the WWE in one short hour this week on the band for Ringside Podcast. A little different. A little different. A little different this week. Buckle up. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel live. Hello, Marks. This is your boy, JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell, a.k.a. Ben Joblisberger. Oh, I'm sorry. Joblisberger. <laughs> and sitting to my right, my boy, Murray, the Murray Man Murray. What's going on, Murray? Talk to me. Dude, I'm doing great. Like I said, this is a little bit weird this week. Obviously, it's just the two of us. A little bit. It's the it's the meanest and the nicest. Good cop, bad cop. This week, no, we'll, we'll be called the Mark Foundation, oh. <laughs> the hate and love connection. <laughs> That's for Bill. Yeah, that is for Bill. So, by the way, talk you know, to me. You know what else is exciting about tonight? Uh, well, outside of the usual uh, unusual two band pod, but what else is exciting? Earmuffs, children. We are fucking live Mm-mm. on social media talk right to now, him, Daddy. Talk to him. So right now, as we speak, we are live on YouTube. And, I, and as soon as we start getting into it, I'm going to let Jason start talking, and I'm going to start sharing it to our Facebook, Band from Ringside Podcast. I'm going to share it to our Twitter, at BFR Pod. I'm going to share it from my personal one, at BFR Murr, two Check. R's, at BFR JCB, or Check. BFR JCB, I said it right the first time. Right. Uh, and then, you know, the other two, at BFR Zach, well, yeah. with an H, yeah. and at BFR Bill, those two. Is he still at 100 followers? I don't care. <laughs> uh, so also, don't forget, and and if, I know you've probably seen some of the videos going around on social media as well. I did, I did share them. Jake Parnell, Warhorse. I probably said that backwards, but you know, I've had a couple of uh, of beverages. Anyways, he's been killing it with his uh, power horse or horsepower promos. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, five, that was backwards. Five, yeah, five dollars. Literally, will get you any type of promo you need, whether it's for someone's birthday, whether you want to get someone to yell at your boss for you, <laughs> whatever it may be. We've 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 thrown them some money too to to do some promotional stuff for us, and it's been nothing but gold. So make sure you're checking that out. One of them that he did for us was for Pro Wrestling Tees. Check. ProWrestlingTees.com. We've got three T-shirt designs you can get. Father's Day is on Sunday. So make sure I don't. I got my warhorse shirt yeah, on, but that's fine too. It works. Got to represent. It works with the uh, scenario here, but yeah. So make sure to go to prowrestlingtees.com, get your shirts, um, and then also real quick, we still have WHW. What happened when with Tony Schiavone and uh, and Conrad? It is coming up June twenty second. Uh, at, Saturday night. Uh, yep, Saturday night at Off Broadway in St. Louis. Here, um, we did the one with Eric Bischoff. It was an amazing time sitting down, listening to all these guys tell these stories. They also usually take uh, uh, questions from the audience and stuff like that towards the end, so you can get all your questions in for Conrad and Tony Schiavone and all the stuff that happened throughout all these years of uh, great years of professional wrestling. So make sure we'll be there. Come join us. Tickets are still available. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. We'll 
what, what are we getting into, Jason? So this week we're going to do something different. Uh, first and foremost, uh, allow us to bow our heads as we pull down the good book of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume 111, Ooh. chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you, babe. Hi, Becky. Give, t- give Tyler some love for me. Her oldest graduates on Saturday. Oh, shit. So it, it is an exciting time to be Mr. Tyler. Shout out to my boy, Tyler. Have fun this weekend. Make make good choices. Don't be stupid. Anyway, this week we are doing something different. Normally we are around here to bash the WWE. But this week, since there was going to be no Bill Veggie, I decided that since it was going to be in our hands to decide what this podcast was going to be, I said, fuck it. You know what? We are going to do something a little different. We are going to take this time and fix the WWE in one hour. So we are going to do the normal three count, but we're just going to do it in how we are going to fix the WWE, our top three reasons top ways to do it so before we get into that first and foremost let's introduce our plush shock city studio Woo. lounge our new engineer this week mr easy e behind the wheels motherfucking e. first time in had a little uh trouble trying to get it started but he's got things going easy's behind the wheels of steel this afternoon wasn't his fault it was not his fault by any stretch of imagination he's doing a fine fantastic job we are here from beautiful downtown st louis missouri the home of the stanley cup champion st louis blues <laughs> i just want to take a quick time out and say you know what boston suck it this is for <laughs> 1970 and for me personally this years, is for spygate man. no this is for spygate i waited 20 years for spygate Sure. This is our, my turn to get back at you, Jokers. So, Check the hat out. now that we have gotten the pettiness out of the way, let's get some sponsorship, pay some bills. First and foremost, on the, the top of the list is our day one-ish. That is Mr. Soul Taco. I was just there the other day thinking to myself, you know what? I'm hungry. I need to get something to eat. I need to go need to get me some Soul Taco. Make sure that we keep getting that money to our sponsorship. Take yourself down to Soul Taco. Plenty of places to go. We have food trucks going around downtown St. Louis and the surrounding areas. Um, I went to the the Loop area. That's you my have, normal one, too. Okay, that's getting ready to say. One in Chesterfield, one in uh, Columbia. I was actually in Columbia. I walked by a cool spot, uh, Chicago. They're popcorning um, everywhere. Slowly but surely, popcorning left and right. Go, go in. Check out some Soul Taco. Tell them that band from Ringside sent you. Second uh, sponsor would be JJ Twigs on Southampton, the first of our two Southampton down at our independent restaurant tours of our Southampton Mafia. Just because the Blues have finally brought home the Stanley Cup does not mean that doesn't give you a reason to not go see our friends at J.J. Twigs. The weather's getting nice. It was about 80, 85 degrees. It is patio weather, if I do say so myself. It's beautiful. Bring the dogs. Bring the cats. Why? Because it is pet friendly on your patio at J.J. Twigs. Order up you know, a nice pizza. Take care of the waitresses and waitresses. Take advantage of now Cardinal drink specials that are now going to start stepping into the plate. Just because the Blues have finished one season doesn't mean that a second season doesn't start up. Go check out our friends at JJ Twigs on Southampton. So, without further ado, let's get to our three counts. 
Now, first, first count. What are we going to do? Here's where we're going to play things a little different. So, like I said, I came up with the idea for the show th- this week of let's not bitch about the WWE. We because were gonna. It, Because it's pretty easy to bitch about the WWE coming off of Friday's Super Showdown. If you saw it, um, great. If you didn't, great. I'm not going to judge you neither here nor there. I saw the one match, Goldberg versus Taker. It's the only match you I saw. It? I watched it from beginning to end. And for me personally, it is on the top five of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. That, um, Hogan and uh, Taker, I'm not Hogan Taker, Hogan um, Ultimate Warrior from Halloween Havoc. Oh, it was, it was so this, le- okay, it's this yeah. level of bad, okay? Uh, Jeff Hardy, Sting, TNA, this level of bad. Oh. Okay, so. And neither we- one of these guys were fucked up. Okay. <laughs> They might as well have been, but that's another story for another time. So instead of taking the easy way out, I said to myself, JCB, you know what? We're going to do things different. How can we change this to make things better? So I sent out the text. This is our homework. This is what we're going to do. Come up with a list of things that you would do. There's no Vince. There's no Triple H. There is no Shane. There's no Stephanie. There's no Kevin Dunn. There is this man, Murray the Murray Man Murray. There is this man, your boy, JCB, baby. We're in charge. We're going to figure this shit out. Murray, you're in charge. What is the first thing you do in charge of the WWE? So this may not be the most popular opinion. And also, while while we're doing this, while we're live, feel free to jump in and tell us what you think we should be doing, too. We want to hear your opinions on how you think you can be changing, uh, you know, the creative of, of WWE. I think personally, they need, they need to stop grabbing up talent. And don't get me wrong. We're all a bunch of NXT marks here, and we love seeing guys and girls that we love in other in other promotions coming up to NXT because we know they're going to do great things in NXT. Right. They're going to be taken care of down there. But there is such an uh, uh, an overabundance of talent in that company under the entire umbrella whether that be NXT UK, regular NXT, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, yeah, superstars, all the other crap that they keep throwing out stop bringing in talent for a few years because there's nothing to do with them that you can't. That's one of the reasons in my opinion, why when, when wrestlers from NXT go up to the main roster, we all get so sour about it and we all get really worrisome because we know that they're going to get there and they're in the land of the, the, you know, the sharks up there. There's already guys like Roman and even Braun Strowman, who's hardly on TV, but still gets all the big spots. Right. Not that, not knocking any of these guys, but the problem is once they get to that point, there's nowhere for them to go. Right now, they're only showing promos for Aleister Black that is him opening up doors and asking for people to wrestle him. Now, granted, they might be going somewhere with that, but that's kind of like a, in my opinion, that's kind of a, a precursor to, or not a precursor, but kind of the what's going on in WWE right now. They have all these great talents and they're not able to do anything specific with them. And if they can still use them, they're going to throw them into situations like the 24-7 title, which again, at least they have somewhere to go or have some type of story to tell in that sense. But there's we keep bringing in talent and we keep flooding the market with all these wrestlers and there's nowhere for them to go. So in my opinion, that my first uh, measure of operation would be to cease 
signing talent. Let the- even though your number two, well, not even your number two, but your competition is is nipping a little bit Absolutely. at the front door. You will allow them to sign the next big name talent to come up before you sign them. How long is this? How long is this going to stay? Is this going to be six months? Is it going oh, to be this, a year? This halt. This halt of uh, signing new talent. You know, I don't know. Let me just say generically, a year. Give us a year off. Now, like you said, you made a good point that there are other companies that could be swooping up talent. AEW. Granite. New Japan. They could still be doing those things and still... You want to give another uh, another shout-out to uh, Impact Wrestling? I mean, oh, they, yeah. they can, they'll snatch them up, too. I and mean, and they, rightfully so. They're actually doing great things. And if I was a wrestler right now, I wouldn't mind going to Impact, depending on what all of the, you know... What you what the landscape stipulations was. and yeah, everything you know exactly. all all of the details we know nothing about right. whether we think we do or not no, so we don't. but as far as their products so far they're telling stories over there they're able to be a little bit more creative and right. honestly Impact's been killing it lately I like know. Impact a lot um, so say a year okay let's just say a year okay and if people get picked up by other promotions they could still uh, initially get picked up by WWE event I mean. There's no ceiling. Obviously, The Undertaker and Goldberg are 100 years old and are still wrestling for WWE. <laughs> so if there's talent out there that's getting a little older, they could... I mean, AJ Styles is a great example. He's not right. the youngest cat in the world, and he's still one of their top dogs. And they got him late as a motherfucker right. as far as you know AJ Styles' run is concerned. So hold off and work with who you have. Get, get your guys over and your girls over. Like... like because again, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to repeat myself with this, but you keep bringing in all these new, like Ricochet is right. another great example. They are wasting Ricochet, even though he's having great matches. He, it kind of feels like they're wasting those good, good matches. Why not just leave those guys down? And, I mean, granted, NXT is an hour long, so they can't they can't flood that either with all of the amazing talent that they have there. So they have to move them somewhere and. Main roster shouldn't be scary. That should be something that we right. all look for. Right. But again, it, it seems like that's happening every six months now that they're bringing up new stars from NXT or wherever else. Like, you know, Lars Sullivan, we, which we, I'm sure we could talk an hour about that. Matt Hardy, <laughs> Matt Hardy actually made, there was a tweet. I'm not going to get into details. There was a tweet that he sent out about, I guess he was supposed to do a Matt Hardy or a Mars, Lars Sullivan match, but he wasn't like, you know, three luchadors, whatever it was. And he was like, I'm good either way. So he, he but my point being, he was in NXT not that long ago. Right. And he's been brought up just to job out Lucha House Party, who I didn't care for as a group before. And now I'm rooting for them to just whoop his ass. So either they're doing right by Lucha House Party but they're not going to finish it off right for them. They no, just keep getting they, their asses no, you kicked. know how this is going to end. No, I mean, they're no, monstering him out. Yeah, there's no way that the Gucci House Party is going to go over Lars Sullivan. They've put too much time and effort it into it. But it, it, it is what it is. It's just to show, okay, this is this, this monster that you have in Lars Sullivan. I get it. I'd rather it kind of go that way versus jobbing out somebody like um, – ricochet off the top right. of my head i'd rather I, I just go that way versus the way that they're doing now oh, that being said i will agree with you that i think the, a lot of this is a lot of talent that has been brought in and you didn't know what you were going 
to do with some of this talent you already have. There's no plan for, you know, if there's 10 guys, there's not a plan for eight of these guys. Right. You know, now you bring it in another five more. So you still don't have a plan for these 10 and you bring it in five and four out of the five you don't have a plan for. So as you start bringing in more and more talent, you don't have a plan for any more. So everybody is kind of looking for a place to go. I get what you're saying on that. Good point. I totally agree. My number one way I would do it is kind of piggybacking off of your thought process because it has NXT involved. I would just do two brands, but I would do two brands where you have literally the main roster, the quote-unquote main roster, and you have NXT, but they're equal brands, okay? You would take NXT off of the WWE Network and move that into... Wednesday night, Wednesday night, where it would be on USA. This is all hypothetical. So you would have Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all unlocked because then SmackDown goes to Friday. So you'd have those three shows, two hours for Wednesday, Friday, Raw stays at three. So now you have the three shows. You get you got NXT for another hour because so two and, hours. So two hours. Yeah, I could I could go. Okay. With that. So now you've given the NXT, which is basically the crown jewel of the bunch, another hour. So you don't have to push. Uh, you don't have to. I wouldn't say give away, but you don't. Ruby Riot is perfect example. Okay. I haven't seen her since the Superstar Shake-Up. This is the perfect time to get her back on TV, make her relevant again. Yep. So now, okay, and I know we're thinking, is this going to be a brand crossover where NXT guys wrestle, quote-unquote, main roster guys? You can do that if you want to. In my world, I don't want to. The only time that would happen is when you would have the big four. Right. So now you you still hold that kind of like special magic so you don't always, quote unquote, waste a good matchup. Right. But you still then have NXT with its own little separate brand, quote unquote, and you have the main roster, quote unquote, brand, if that makes sense. No, it does. Okay. I, I, I kind of go. I, I I totally get what so you're saying. So now, like I said, now you got these three. You would still have two world champions, but you'd have a world champion that specifically is the wild card rule is gone. That's garbage. Okay, yeah. and J and JCB land that is officially gone. But I want to still stick to having two champions: one on Raw, one on SmackDown. You'd have the mid card champions. Right. You have the um, IC or the. Um, Tag team champions, 205 Live can stay on Tuesdays. For sure. One hour is perfect. That way you can kind of keep They're it. They're killing it on 205 right now. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, or if you want to move it to, no, actually just leave it on Tuesdays. Leave it the way it perfect. is. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's about to say, maybe you can get more eyes on it. And then you can go Wednesday, NXT, Thursday, take a break, Friday, SmackDown, right. Saturday, Sunday, do whatever you want to do. Go ahead. Um. So what about the idea of, so basically, again, piggybacking on that, now, this is kind of a huge nerd in me. I play a lot of WWE 2K19, <clears throat> and I make literally my own shows, my yeah. own pay-per-views, uh-huh. all my own wrestlers. You book your shit. I, I totally fantasy book my own shit in that game. Way I do it with pay-per-views, and this is I, and this is just me, somebody who knows nothing about how the business actually operates for None the most part. None of us part. do, but go ahead. But what if you did... And I know they did this kind of back in the day when they 
officially had Raw was Raw. SmackDown was SmackDown. There was no crossovers. So what if they did one month they did Raw's pay-per-view? The next month they did NXT's pay-per-view. The next month they did SmackDown's pay-per-view. The next month they did one that was a crossover pay Not bragging rights. Not which brand is better because that never fucking works. But, okay, so then like could we extend that to where the crossover pay-per-view is a big four pay-per-view yeah wrestlemania basically i wouldn't have a problem with that <laughs> not necessarily wrestlemania exactly but have one specifically tailored to having fantasy booking in a, in a sense to where money in the bank it's kind of yeah kind of so where we want to see um johnny gargano against daniel bryan it's something we all want to fucking see, but it's never going to happen while they're split like they are. So if we had a pay-per-view that was specifically, you don't necessarily, you could still tie in stories. You know, WWE wouldn't, but if it was my booking, I would, I would poke in a little story as we progress because they don't do any of that. There's plenty of room to, to plant seeds, even if it's just for one pay-per-view, it's just to start it's a fantasy booking. That's all it is. And not Saudi Arabia's no, fantasy booking. Not Undertaker Goldberg. No, no, no. Get rid no, of no. that shit. Like I said, like something like Gargano, Daniel Bryan, you can't tell me that match wouldn't be fucking fantastic. No, it would be be something I would definitely be interested and in. And why sure. do we want to see it? Why would you want to see that match? I think it has all the opportunity of being match of the year and written all over and it. And it has nothing it would to do with so any technical, it'd be scary. long-term storytelling or right. anything. It's because right. we know both of them are badass. Right. Gargano's a good guy. He's a face like a motherfucker. And right now, Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan is, is one of the hottest not, heels. Yeah. It's perfect wrestling storytelling in ring. You don't have to really... You could hype up with all kinds of packages like right. they have been doing, but... So separate some of the pay-per-views in the sense to where, like you said, if you have three separate, complete separate brands, you could give them their own piece and also give them, give us as the fans what we want. And that's stuff we're not going to get if NXT and SmackDown are two completely different brands and they can't cross weekly. The sad, the crazy part about it is, I won't say it's sad, the crazy part about it is we didn't talk about this either list and this is scarily similar because my next point is going to be kind of a point you just made. So that will lead us to our two count. <laughs> now the two count, my two count is what I would do is an off season, like a month, a mo- six weeks. WrestleMania would be the official end of the season. So if you want to treat it like sports entertainment, then let's treat it like sports entertainment. Right. It's a show. Okay, mm-hmm. and every good show has a season finale, yep. a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Okay, WrestleMania is—I don't care what the fuck they said about that bullshit over in at uh, Jeddah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that was some bullshit. That, yeah. I didn't—I read what happened. No equivalent I didn't have to, WrestleMania. I didn't have to spend four hours to know that was some complete obnoxious bullshit. I'm sorry for those who decided they wanted to w- watch that nonsense. God bless you. You are WWE. Those Mark. are the true fans. Yes, right yes, there. you are. I cannot do it. Fuck that. Especially after I read that, you could definitely blow me. <laughs> that would be your off season. <sighs> Jetta wouldn't happen. Right, right, right. No, okay? of course not. Unless you really just and W and Vince doesn't need the money. But guess what? Vince is not around, so we don't have to worry about exactly, Vince. Exactly. Not in this. Not this so wrestlemania would be the end of the season let's just say you take 
a month off. Just take a month right. off. Get everything done creatively. Get guys healed up. Get the girls healed up. And now you come back with the draft immediately. That's the next episode, Monday Night Raw. We're doing three hours because God knows I got to fill this three hours up with something. Right. We're going to do a draft. And we're doing a live draft as we'll do matches. But then as that as we go on, you see the bottom line, you know, here's the ticker where, you know, Raw drafts this person. Uh, SmackDown drafts this person. NXT right. drafts this person. Oh, yeah. So now it is a true blue superstar shakeup. So now you don't have de- it's not developmental anymore because I want to get rid of that. It's not call ups anymore. No, it is all even Steven. So now you see the draft going, you get storylines off of that. And more importantly, you've changed the landscape of the roster itself because now everybody feels the same. But anyway, back to the point, the offseason for me would get everything in line. It's a reset. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what they're doing now because they really don't have— But they're on TV doing it. Yeah, and, we're ha- and you're being forced to watch it. Right. I'm saying, hey, take a, take a month off. I just put— I wouldn't put seven hours in front of you right. as WrestleMania, but here's the end of this season. Mucha Underground style. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'll see you in a month. Right. You can hype this shit up for a month and then do it big and bad. Come well, on. Okay, so a, Go ahead. Go a, ahead. A, lot of, a lot of points on that. So a lot of positive points on that. One, cliffhangers work. All the time. All the time. So even the with the underground when they had uh, Wade Barrett at the end, oh. I was like, "Oh, what? Wade right. Barrett's on you Lucha Underground?" I was like, "Oh shit, I can't wait for this next season." So one, wah, wah, wah. social media in that month will be insane yeah. because the fans won't no, are not going to shut up. Yeah, they what's will gonna talk. Happen? What's going like to happen? Crazy! They all these fan theories, and that's good for business. Yeah, because it keeps us, it keeps you in our mouths. Exactly. Ooh, that that's one. Good. So social. <laughs> so, you know how it goes. Yeah, no, uh, I don't. <laughs> Not you personally, but yeah, we yeah, gotta go. Go ahead. So, social media is a big part of that. Taking that time off, that's doing nothing but stir the pot, which is good. Two, first of all, WrestleMania should be two nights, especially if we're going Bill, with Bill our said that. with this. Bill has said that. If we have, have three have major brands, and and then there's still two hundred five and whatever little, it needs to be two nights, and and for similar reasons why I said in, in the one count because you can kind of highlight things more that way um another point because that raw after wrestlemania and smackdown after wrestlemania does not work the way it did in the 90s in the late 90s it used to be almost if not more exciting the equivalent of wrestlemania fuck out of here that raw used to be more exciting to me than wrestlemania was one because i wasn't always able to order wrestlemania right so I, I, but so Raw was like, I get to this see is what happened. WrestleMania, yeah, and that's where the story kind of everything changes. Right. So taking a month off, that would be the new way of making that work again. That would bring that excitement back. And with the draft, what if there? And the, maybe this is shooting far out for this. I say you run WWE now. I get it. Who run WWE now? Now I do. That's right. Now, I do. That's BFR. right. BFR does. <laughs> BFR presents WrestleMania. That's right. So what it. if the draft wasn't just a draft? What if they did a tournament thing that that first month back to draft 
I don't know how that would work. I don't know because I'm thinking of the it win- as you mentioned. The winner it. is of of each bracket. Like, say there's several brackets of some kind, and the winner you could do that before you went on break, right? Or, or, or some, something like that. You could figure it out. Right. Just to make it, just to switch up that month, even if it was after WrestleMania, that month back, if you're going to switch things up, make no, matches over Actually, it. I was going, I have Winter this written, goes to their brand. I have this written down. I have K-O-T-R, King of the Ring. So I'm thinking the same uh, way you are, it, tournament that, style. Bring back King of the be, Ring. Yeah, but then that would be for like your NXT. UK brand. Right, to me, right. that's a slam dunk. It's Britain, for Christ's oh, sake. You, the fact that they haven't done it this before I have is incredible to me. It makes no sense at why they haven't done it. Brought you would King probably want to the UK? Yeah, or yeah. a tournament of some sort. Right, right, right. You would probably want to do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. After the fact and make it for, you know, if you win the tournament, you can challenge for your brand's championship. Exactly. Something Whatever like that. the case may Tournaments be. Tournaments are always fun. You get matches you don't see. Go ahead. And, and it kind of goes into, again, that the, the fantasy booking part of it. So you have that one pay-per-view that is the fantasy booking, but then when you come back from WrestleMania, we get it again in a different atmosphere, and we start feuds. We start right. new challenges right. for these wrestlers and these different brands, and it 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 makes things interesting. Plus, Making people wait is is good. Make us wait. Right. As long as you're as long as we are gonna come at them with something creative we know they can invest in, make them wait for it. That's if it. it's worth it, they'll wait two, three months. I would. I would wait. Because I want that shit. Oh yeah. Assuming totally. nothing happens, you know, say we have a guy in mind at WrestleMania from when we come back a month from now and that person's hurt for doing something else, a live show, whatever. You can scramble. Yeah. But but it, it gives you time to scramble. Exactly. Exactly. And the writers have time to sit and think about what they might want to do for the year. I mean, us. We can sit down <laughs> and think about what we want to do leading right. into WrestleMania. And again, it's live. It's in front of a live audience. It's pro wrestling. So people get hurt. Things happen. Things will change. But if people have, if the creative team has time to develop stories without having to do it on their heels... All the time, they get that month or two or whatever it is after WrestleMania to really just reset, think about what direction they can go, and some backup plans. Yeah, we could be yeah. telling these fucking and, and, stories yeah, again. And, and my writers aren't Hollywood writers. No. These are, these are people that have been wrestlers, wrestlers, or associated with wrestling in some form or fashion. Absolutely. What's your second way to improve the WWE? I've said it before, and I know, and again. If it was on WWE's creative, this would not work. And it, it probably won't because it looks like they're slowly but surely trying to in, in, introduce this, maybe, but stables. And the reason being for me in my creative, my world of this, it's a way, look, we can all agree and disagree that the Attitude Era was the best and worst time in, in, in WWE. Best because it was the highest point in their in their company. Probably the it's easily the most celebrated. Absolutely, but at the same time, really looking back on it, a lot of that shit was garbage. It just happened to be entertaining. Yeah. So and we had all the right people. It was the right time. It was a totally different time. So it worked. But stables worked in that time because they like look at the nation of domination. The nation DX and nation of domination had a, an amazing. It was great, feud. and the reason why, especially with the nation, and, and I always go to them because first of all, they're one of my favorites, if not 
my favorite stable in WWE at the time. Yeah. Even over DX. DX was funny and they had great, like, you know, fucking Shawn Michaels is a god. Well, you know. Yeah. But they were so good because in my whole, you know, the whole getting over thing, The Rock is a great example. Nobody fucking cared about The Rock or gave two shits. They all hated him until he went flipped heel and oh, went and to the nation. Then it was on. He, The Rocket went from there. Right. Same with Farouk. Farouk went from being that his name was Farouk as that weird gladiator guy. Right. They kept the name because it fit for what he was going into after that, yeah. going into the nation. Then, well, yeah, once he went to the nation, domination makes sense. He was the leader. Of the, he was leader of the nation. Mark fucking Henry. Right. They didn't really have much to do for him either. Putting him in the nation gave him something to do. Spin now off his sexual chocolate. Well, right. <laughs> um, and D'Lo and even Owen Hart. Right. Like, they put the right components in there. Why did they do that? Because they were able to use each and every one of them in other feuds with other stables, which crossed over all of those storylines, gave everybody something to do and someone to be. Right. Now, with all of them, nobody is everybody's friends but nobody's friends and you know every once in a while roman and seth might help each other out and but that none of that is coherent none of that is telling me a story and i don't have any interest or investment in what they're doing with a story if all these convoluted things stable versus stable like it put roman with the usos forever the fact that they haven't done that they've kind of been playing no, with it no they haven't done but that but they're shit. not they, they 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 just need to just go ahead and full on call Samoan it, dynasty okay fill in the blank of whatever the fuck you want to call it call it that and let them run rampant over the roster turn them into a heel stable and just sit back and watch the carnage unfold do you know how over they would be over as a heel stable you know how, that's ridiculous you know how much i would pop for roman reigns for the first time like cuz look i don't hate roman reigns i think he's a great talent and i think he's gotten better year after year but the problem is again we're not writing the shows right so well, we are now. Right. So in NXT, look at Roman. Right. In NXT, when he was working heel, he was not amazing because he was still learning. He was still real green. But when he was wearing a suit and he was telling people they were lower than him, it fucking worked. And they don't even have to go that far. It's just them three being cocky as fuck because they are the Samoan dynasty of wrestling. Right. That's all they need. You got the, and you have the the pedigree to prove it. You now have the titles to prove it. Blah blah blah. You don't need the Rock to endorse you anymore. Fuck nope. the Rock at that yeah, point. If, He's if, our cousin, but yeah, you know if, whatever. Yeah, that's say if you wanted to go that route, you can go that you route. You could it's because plenty. they don't need anybody. No, they just they're them. I and, go ahead, go ahead. That, 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 that's what I'm getting at. And you could you could you know they tried to do it. I guess with uh, the New Day with the uh, Freebird rule. With the tag titles where they could kind of swap the... See, that's another story for another time right there. <laughs> but, Shit, you fucked that up. But no, but put one of the main titles on... on If you put the, one of the main titles on Roman and put either one of the tag titles on the Usos and then give them a U.S. title on one or the other of them to put gold Actually, on you, you, you know, That's all you really need. Just and then just, gold and on just let, Yeah, and let that go rampant. At that point, that's like the Undisputed Era for exactly. NXT. Exactly. Look at great, them. Okay, yeah. Great example. A great example because now you have a story within a story. Is Roderick Strong going to turn on, you know, Adam Cole? And ultimately, it always happens where a great heel stable always implodes. Oh, you know? of course. But that's... 
that's the story in the story. And you, if you do it right, which we will we would. in uh, JCP's world of Woo. WWE, you would tell the story about how Adam Cole has, you know, gotten to this point. Now he's the champion. But, you know, lurking What's in the background happen? is this sleeper cell that eventually will implode on him and then chaos will reign in the Undisputed Era. But that is another story for another time. So that will lead us to our three count. <laughs> so your three count. Third ring, you would... Fix the WWE and make it a better product. Go. You start with this one. You start with this one. Uh, I got like one, two, three, four, five more things. Uh, no 50-50. We're getting with it. There is no such thing as 50-50 booking because to explain me. The, explain what 50-50 the is. 50-50 booking, it, for those who don't know, those who are new to wrestling 101 lingo, 50-50 booking is, is if myself and Eric had a match and Eric won on Monday Night Raw. But then I believe it. your boy would come back on Tuesday Night Smackdown and win the match. That would be what is called 50-50. It's a flip-flop, basically. You win one, I win one. The reason why I say that is a problem is because that does not establish a hierarchy of who is good, who is not. So that would be like, let's say, a certain team that might have won the Stanley Cup last or this year, just last night, as a matter of fact. Last night. Last night. Let's just say that team now goes into their next season and everybody is basically the same. We're just going to flip-flop wins and losses the whole way through. Nobody separates from each other, so we basically all have the same amount of wins. If I'm not mistaken, it is a 82-game season. Easy? 82-game season? All right, so let's just say we'll make it simple. 41 and 41. Nobody separates. Nobody looks good. You can't tell who is going to be the next Stanley Cup champion or who's not going to be the next Stanley Cup champion. So, like in sports, the WWE has to get away from this 50-50 booking because after Roman Reigns, after Ronda Rousey or Charlotte or whomever else they give a shit about at this point, the rest of this roster is a jumbled hot mess. Nobody is separating from each other. Not only can they have to get away from the 50-50 booking, but on kind of a side note, they got to kind of figure out a way to get baby faces over. I think that's kind of ties hand to hand. If you can get a baby face with a good story and get them on a little hot streak, dare I say a certain team that remind it's like Layla Anderson from the super fan from the St. Louis Blues. For oh, those man. who don't know, that's my favorite part okay. of this whole story. On, there, on that, there's this fan for the St. Louis Blues, Layla Anderson. She's like eight or nine years old, and she's just coming back from cancer. And she's a huge St. Louis Blues fan. Its ass. And she's making her recovery. God bless her. So the point I'm trying to make is that she's gone with this journey with the Blues. Went to Game Six, saw that they lost, and then the Blues made the conscious decision of flying her out to Game 7 so she could be there with the team to see them win the Stanley Cup. 
Obviously, they win. She's on the ice. She gets to hold the Stanley Cup. She kisses it. Beautiful and, moment. And that's the first time in this whole thing I actually shed a tear about Same it. Same here. Because honestly, I love sports, but hockey kind of lost me when they struck the last time, and I haven't come back since. <laughs> now you got the story of my hometown team bringing the cup home, and you got this little girl kissing the fucking cup. And crying. And like, crying. Just they so told a story, so now I'm ready for next season's hockey season to come back. To shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for next hockey season to come back. The 50-50 booking gets away from telling a good story exactly. because all you're doing is telling the same story just one after the other. No more 50-50 booking. It, lacks, it takes away from originality. It takes away from creati- creativity. And you cannot tell a good story. The bottom line is... 50-50 booking just doesn't work. Go. I totally agree. Now, there, and I, w- I will say that there are times in rare occasions where that might work if you're telling the correct story and making 50-50 part of it, but that's all they do. Yeah, it's, so, 205 Live has this problem where they they have a, they like the tiebreaker. Right. So they do the 50-50, but they get the tiebreaker, and then that's it. Right. So I'll... I'll give them credit because they once they do the tiebreaker, they're done for a little bit. These guys separate and they move their separate ways. Go there, ahead. There's a way to do it, but no, there is a way to do it. They, it's just in our WWE that will not be the regular thing. Like no. I said before, we went on the air. Raw and SmackDown are one-off shows now. They're not tune in this week because we need you to tune in next week. It's tune in this week because we have this going on. Yeah, tune in next week to see the same fucking thing. It's there's Why? no cliffhangers like we said about Mania. There's no reason for me to watch next week. Oh, there's a cliffhanger. It's Firefly Funhouse. That's right. the cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Because what is going to happen next week? Right. So the two, the two. Let me let me just shit on them for just a second. Eh, I guess we just been, a second. Yeah, I guess we've been nice enough. The two segments that work on WWE program, and I'll make this quick. The two segments that work the most in WWE programming right now, not NXT, but main roster, are Firefly Funhouse mm-hmm. and the 24-7 title. That's now, shame. Now, Firefly Funhouse is a dude who has not even been in the ring yet right. as far as this right. new yeah. adaptation. It has just been fantasy stories. There has been no physical anything and that's why I tune into Raw on, on Monday nights is to see whatever little clip that's like 30 seconds long of Firefly Funhouse. 24-7 titles almost the same way. There's not a lot of in-ring stuff. It's mostly social media at this point and then a couple of the little interludes here and there on the main roster. None of it is actual real wrestling yet right. though and that's the two things that... Okay. I'm, I'm, now I'm done. <laughs> Third way to fix the so, WWE. It's going to be two things, but the first one's real quick. First of all, set changes. Get, ri- get ahead, rid of the entire fucking LED everything. What used to excite me the most, I have notebooks on top of notebooks on top of notebooks filled with my own fantasy uh, titantrons and entrance ways. Right. I used to be obsessed with those in WWE 2K19. I... I Build them all from scratch. It's boring as fuck that all of the pay-per-views, other than maybe WrestleMania, 
pretty much have the same exact setup as Raw and SmackDown. Right. It's not a big thing. No, it's, it's not. not. But honestly, it's 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 so minute that I didn't even trip off of it until you really started to talk about it's it. It's just kind of boring. Like, don't get me wrong. Include all the, the LEDs because some of that stuff they're able to do with that is cool. Like, uh, not this one specifically, but Baron Corbin a while back, maybe a, a year or two ago, had the one where there was like a destroyed city and it would f- go to yeah, black. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was yeah. cool as hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's ways of doing some cool stuff with that, but come on, give us something. I um, And then Pyro, but that's, you know, whatever. That yeah, doesn't really that, matter. No, that that matters. I'm sorry. That that just fucking matters. It, it did it in AEW. I pops every we're, single we're time. Having, we're having fucking Pyro in <laughs> JCB's WWE, goddammit. So my other, my other real actual thing that I would change... Um, completely fell into this beer <laughs> because as I'm saying it, I don't fucking remember where I was going with that. How right. about you go go ahead for a second? No, that's fine. I was gonna say, <laughs> um, that was you made me lose train of thought. <laughs> just kind of a fifty-fifty booking is kind of where I was just going to come back to it. I just don't have a a problem with the. NX, not the NXT, but the 205 Live portion of it, especially, like I said, you have a firm ending. This Vince's WWE does the 50-50, does hot shots of titles, which, you know, we can't do that anymore. Go ahead. Okay, so titles. That's, so WWE has more titles than any wrestling promotion in the world at this point, it seems like. I think even New Japan has less titles than the wwe and right we have a six man but go ahead of course but rightfully so there's so much fucking tv that they have to have championships for almost everybody that kind of goes back to my first one there's so much talent right but also other than when uh, almost and daniel bryan you know and and very few others other than nxt yet again they do not treat that title and i mean any of them. I remember when the European Championship meant something for a second. For a hot second. And that's crazy yeah. to think about now. Yeah. Intercontinental Championship is Was the my championship. favorite championship right. of all time. And it it makes me sad, physically sad, that the right people, they don't necessarily put it on the wrong people. It's not, it's not anything about that. I think, uh, who, who's got it right now? The Intercontinental Champion is Finn Balor. It, Perfect. He's actually probably, if you go back in time, he would be an amazing. He would be the perfect intercontinental champion. Intercontinental champion. Because, in my opinion, that was the call up title. That was the NXT title before there was NXT. Yeah. Because every you knew whoever had that either intercontinental title was going to move up to the world title eventually, or they made the fucking IC title mean something yeah. special. Yeah. So don't even look at the world titles. Because, you know, Universal title and the, and the WWE title are fine. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. But the same thing can transition to those as well. The Intercontinental title to me, though, was it, it is the example in the fact that it, people fought for those titles. And now they're like, 
it's like Shane McMahon stories or like, oh, don't give me fucking started. And, and, and the funny part is like, I keep talking about people are asking me what one of my top five favorite matches of all time is. And I go back to Kurt Angle and, and Shane, and, and Shane and McMahon, King the King of the Ring, of the yeah. Ring. but that was not what they're doing now. Right. Shane wasn't talking about being the best in the world at the time. He went in there and got his fucking ass whooped. Right. It was crazy. It wasn't just him having who should be the main star of any show oh, being his Christ. lackey and now dressing see, like see, him. Yeah, see. <laughs> Start yelling. No, no, because he, we're going to, I know where we're going with this and I want, <laughs> go ahead and finish so then we can finish the three count and Look, then we can move the eyes and ends okay, okay. because that's kind of, okay. it kind of is falling into my lap. You're, we're like mind melting here, baby. We're so, mind melting here. There's a way, there's a way to go back and, 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 it could go into what, like what you said about taking some time off. Make the titles important. Make that what we're fighting for. You right. don't always have to make it. Oh man, you spilled water on me, or right. you broke my sunglasses. Right. Like it's not always about something stupid. Now, granted, WWE is tailoring to children. It's and, sports entertainment, and it is, and that's fine. Don't get me wrong. If I was a nine-year-old kid right now watching WWE, I probably wouldn't give a shit about the stuff we bitch about. Probably not. But I also don't think I'd be as interested because even as a kid, I was ready to see what happened la- next week because of the way they were telling stories. So, in my opinion, I guess all in all, the titles all still come down to fucking storytelling, better. proper so storytelling. So, you, you, you're saying you're calling for better storytelling? Absolutely. So that way. Everybody follows along. You can feel, make things feel more important. Make the titles feel more important. Make this guy feel more important. And the heel face ratio, there, there's an art to being a heel that I think is lost. Samoa Joe would be the best of the best if they would let him. But the only way to get your faces over is by having a fantastic, yeah. unbelievably no, I agree. I agree. good heel. Yeah. And they, they, that even dynamic. We have some good heels. We just don't have good faces to, to compliment the good heels. Or we just don't know how to tell the difference. You know, the, the story, because one week KO is a fu- the best heel in the business, and right. the very next week he's eating pancakes with the with the New Day. So, and, and <laughs> not ex- that's obviously no, no, not an exact no. point. Preach the gospel, baby. But they switch that shit up so much that there's no way to really plant those seeds. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Nice way to wrap it up. And that'll be it for our three counts. <laughs> Now, let's talk about a little F&B eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton. Southampton Mafia Restaurant Numero Dos. Check out my boy Mike, the man with the plan for your knees for smash burgers, patty melts, take the kids, kids menus, the whole shebang. If you're up early on Saturday, Sunday morning, you want to grab something to eat before you knock out that honeydew list, slide on over to F&B Eatery. 3453 Southampton. Tell them that band from Ringside sent you. Also, our other sponsor this this week, Schlafly Brewery once again. Schlafly kicks us down a little love. Go check out Schlafly. You know where it is. Nothing to really brag too much about outside of the fact that it is the best damn beer in St. Louis. Woo. Okay. Now we're going to do some eyes and ends, still sticking with the format, but we're going to kind of do it a little more on a rapid fire kind of an issue where I will spit out a couple of ideas. Murray will spit out a couple of ideas. We'll go back and forth for the next 10 minutes. Next idea of what you would do to make WWE better. 
Um, let me let me go a little bit more into detail because I guess I didn't realize the odds and end would go back into that. Is the heel thing? Yeah. So, uh, granted, everybody kind of knows I'm the nice guy on the show. <laughs> I'm always so positive. Just wait, like WWE will do something good. Somebody's got to be nice to these motherfuckers. Uh, I get, no, they don't. Um, <laughs> but uh, all in all, it's because I'm positive about wrestling and I want it to shine. And I'm a WWE mark from a kid from when I was a kid, so I'm still invested. But they're fucking it up, anyways. So, but he the heel thing. I don't know if casual fans understand. The dynamic, it's not good guy versus bad guy. It's bad guy fucks everything up, tears everything apart, and does everything they can possibly do to tear down the face, make the face look like a giant piece of shit, like they can't do it, so that we root for that guy or girl in that scenario, and it finally they get their comeuppance. If you look back, look at... It, it, this guy was just a manager. He wasn't even really a wrestler. Look at Bobby the Brain Heenan. Great example. He is the epitome, in my opinion, there's plenty of them, but he's my favorite example of the perfect heel. For one, he could be silly, so he had the comedy going, he had kids like me reaching out Physical for him. comedy wasn't that big, big of a stretch for him. Right, it was great, but he also, he was the guy that no matter, like when Andre turned, Andre was the most beloved wrestler in the world at that point, and the second they saw him standing next to him, oh, yeah. he was he, he, automatically yeah. fucking hated. Yeah. yeah, that's what we need in this in in the WWE. We need a reason to root for someone. Right now, we love all the heels and hate all the faces. And not saying that that's a bad because I, I grew up loving heels, but I grew up loving. Hashtag boo the heels. <laughs> I loved hating these guys. Right. I understood even as a nine year old kid that that's right. how it worked. Right. You have to build these faces. And the only way to do that is by building, like, you know, heel managers and heel wrestlers have a bigger job than anybody, in my opinion, on any roster because they're the ones carrying the champions. You got to get these guys over. It, they have to. And like, so, like Samoa Joe, for example, what they're doing right now with him and Ray don't it, it it should make sense. That should actually be amazing. Yeah, and it's just it's but, some of it is injuries, but then others other part of it let's is let's scratch the injuries. Okay, let's just completely throw the injury out. I don't think they would have been going because look what they've done with Samoa so far. Right, they've only threw him in to say the best fucking promos you could possibly say in front of a live audience as a heel, but then nothing really happens. And then they just move him on to the next guy. Exactly. And it's like, no, let... See Kevin Owens. Exactly. Like, okay, so first of all, they put the U.S. title on Samoa again. I think the way they did it was garbage by just handing it over. They could have just given it to him, but be creative about how you're doing it. They just, oh, I'm hurt. Here's Here's your your title. title I'm a good guy. What the fuck is that? That's not how you get a face over. Ray is not, it's not doing Ray any justice by being the good guy to give the bad guy the title. That's fucking retarded. It's so dumb. What you do, you still have a match, but then you have Ray be the classic underdog. He gets tortured. Exactly. Make it three or four minutes. Ray taps out. And give it to Ray. Let stretch that fucking story yeah, out would, a little I bit. Even, I let even Samoa have Joe Ray touch beat that the bit. shit out of that dude for a while. Wow. Let, and then let Cheating, Ray go away. Stealing. Yeah. Let Eddie Ray go Guerrero away. the shit out if, of it. If he has to get healthy, 
Go get your surgery. We'll have the title when you come back. We'll start the program again. Real fucking simple. Creative is a huge fucking problem. Absolutely. Um, I, some of the things I wrote down in no particular order, um, own promos. Um, I think these guys need to cut their own promos. The, the promos that they're given by this nonsense creative that Vince has doesn't make sense. Makes them look especially the baby faces, they make them look really weak, really silly. We're not going to give you promos in JCB's WWE. I'm going to give you the mic. I'm going to tell you this is what you need to talk about. Now you need to go out and get over. Now, if you can't get over, that's then on that's, you. Something, that's on you. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the that's opportunity the to get over so you don't have any more excuses to say, well, JCB doesn't want me to get over. No, nah, motherfucker, I gave you the mic, and you went over there and flopped. That's on you. Um Evolution. Evolution needs to come back as a pay-per-view. Why? Because, number one, the women's revolution, as it stands, is a bunch of horse garbage. <laughs> we need a their own standout every year pay-per-view. It would be Evolution. It would be in the rotation of WWE pay-per-views like everything else. I think that's an amazing idea. The fact that they're not having it this year is a god damn shame no hof what i mean by no hof i don't want to see goldberg versus undertaker anymore no more hall of fame wrestlers this kind of is starting to include shane mcmahon even though he's not a hall of fame wrestler his character is taking away from other people's shine the fact that drew mcintyre is being his heavy and possibly setting up shane mcmahon to take the title away from kofi kingston Bothers the dog shit out of me. What's today's date? It's uh, the 13th. 13th. November, uh, June 13th. November. Yeah, my fault. I'm saying it right now. Schlafly. Yeah. <laughs> June 13th, 2019. If Shane McMahon wins the title off of Kofi Kingston, I'm not watching WWE for the rest of the calendar year. This is horseshit. This is this is the this is going to be my fear. Now you're really fucking with my fear, and you're going to bring in Shane McMahon to do it. Fuck that. I will not watch SummerSlam if that shit goes down. Uh, King of the Ring was my last um, idea, but right. we kind of touched on right. that. Go ahead. Uh, you, you, there's, real quick, there's a rumor going around that the reason why Shane might take that title from Kofi is because they're going to take it back. They're going to have Brock take it from Shane, which would be great, except for Kofi. Take it off anybody other than, like, you no, know. No. Take it off no, Seth no, no. in that way. Okay, Fuck so it. see, so now. Not I'm only, not saying I agree. Now, so now only are you pissing in my face, you telling at me. That this is just water. It's not pissed. <laughs> you just gonna keep pissing in my face. No, see, th- there's the problem. Okay, here's your rant for the gla- for the last thirty seconds before we get the fuck up out of here. Nobody wants to see the two people you don't want to see. I shouldn't say you. I don't right. want to see as champion right now on June thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Shane or Brock. No. Shane has no business even beating now Roman Reigns, Miz, whomever. No, that no. shouldn't be happening. And Brock, God bless you. The fact that he has the the briefcase is kind of bothersome to me. But then you cashing in on Shane, man. Fuck that right, noise. Right now, you're once again, you fucking know how to get heat on a motherfucker because you got me getting ready to have a goddamn coronary over here. But you can't get a motherfucker over to save his life. 
Kofi shouldn't even be in this point. You should have Kofi fighting battle against battle against battle. The fact that I, he's winning matches and doing it he's well. He's that face that we were talking about needs that heel. Right. The fact that he's winning matches in a in a good in in a positive way, pancakes aside, <laughs> I like that shit. It's not like, you know, he's skating by the skin of his teeth. He's winning, he's winning convincingly. But I'm going to tell you what, if he fucking gives this belt up to Shane McMahon, I'm not mark that date down, and from that point on, I'm not watching fucking WWE the rest of you. You can kiss my natural ass not once, not twice, but thrice. Go ahead. If if Shane would have been a real full time wrestler ten years ago and would have continued, because he's in great maybe, shape, maybe, 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 maybe I would start to give this a. But slide. that's not the case, though. No, this he's is never this is, been a full time wrestler. No, this is Vince Light being able to take a championship from somebody because he's the ass. young Vince. And no, so we're talking about what we would do. He's just giving me that look. We're going to have to wrap this up. Strike it up so we can get the fuck up out of here. Hey, this was a, uh, an interesting afternoon of Band from Rings 5. Do say so myself. Thank you for Mr. Murray Man Murray to accompany me by my side. For Shock City Studios. Check. For Easy E. Thanks, Easy. Good job tonight. Check. For BFR Bill. Check. For Two Beers Zach Coleman. Check. For Murray to Murray Man Murray. Check. For Schlafly. Check. For Soul Taco. Check. For JJ Twig. Check. Everybody on YouTube. For YouTube. They're all chatting in here. For FB Eatery. Check. And I guess I would take a tip of the hat for your boy JCB, baby! Yeah, everybody, boo the heel!